Hey honey, I'm your host Gabrielle. Welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show podcast, a Christian lifestyle podcast for women on a journey of faith and growth. And each week we dive into topics such as marriage, motherhood, homemaking, holistic health, and more, all from a biblical perspective. Our goal for the show is to encourage you and inspire you to live a life of purpose and fulfillment as you navigate being a woman living for Jesus in today's crazy world. Today's episode is a super sweet one because we're chatting with my friend Morgan. Morgan has such a heart for the Lord and this episode was so fun to record. Um, It's such an encouraging conversation and I was literally just smiling the whole time because of how sweet Morgan is. I know you're going to be so inspired and encouraged leaving this conversation. If you didn't already know, our season sponsor for this season is Tuvu. That's T-U-V-U. Tuvu is amazing. They are an app that are truly changing the game of social media. There is a link for you in the show descriptions below to hop online and join me on Tuvu. You can click the link and get a whole year free just for being an Inspiring Honey listener. Go ahead, click that link and join me there. Hey Morgan, welcome to the Inspiring Honey show. I'm so thrilled to have you today. Oh, hey Gabby. I am so excited and I just loved, you know, we just got to chat for a second before hopping on and just loved talking about motherhood and just the chaos of it all and talking about <laughs> how boys are absolutely wild. Between the four of us, we have four boys, which most of those are from you, um, <laughs> but I am new in my motherhood journey to a boy and it has been wild. So yeah, just love, love getting to talk to you and hear your heart and so excited for today. Yes, me too. You're just so incredible and and so inspiring in so many ways and especially like with motherhood and your new sweet baby. I want to ask and get into the transition of motherhood and, and just what it's looked like before with you. But before we do that, there's one question I ask everybody that comes on the show and it's my favorite question and it's what are the most inspiring words that you have ever read, been told, or have heard? Oh, my goodness, that is such a good question. Okay, well, especially being in motherhood, I will say I've gotten so much good advice, so shout out to all of the mothers who, I mean, it, you, Gabby, you know, it takes a village. <laughs> yes. um, but I will say, I think I'm going to take it to, like, an OG mom today. I Just when you said that, I, my first thought was thinking about Mary, um, mm. the mother of Jesus, and, um, yeah, as we all know, um, well, maybe not some of us know, but the first miracle that Jesus ever did was turning water into wine um, at the wedding in Cana. And uh, Mary and Jesus have this really funny interaction because at the same time, like, I'm, I'm reading this story and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, she is such a mother. And so she brings it to Jesus and she's like, she doesn't even ask the question. And she's like, hey, they're out of wine. And he's like, why do you concern me? Like, my time has not yet come. And just like a mom, like having the final say, she turns to the servants at the wedding party and she says something that I so profound. She says, do whatever he tells you to do. And for me as a young mom, for me as a believer, for me as a wife, for me as just a child of God, that I think is a mission statement for my life and really for anyone's life who is looking to follow Jesus. I think because, and Gabby, you know this, like 
life can be hard. Mm -hmm. Life can be really complex. And the complexities of life can make us feel like following Jesus is really hard and really complex. But Mary really boils it down here. She's like, do whatever he tells you to do. And the last thing I'll say about that is I think it's a really beautiful thing because some of us will read that and be like, okay, well, I don't know Jesus. Like, what am I supposed to go do for Jesus if mm-hmm. I don't know Jesus and or I can't hear from Jesus? And so if we read the Gospels, we see what does Jesus first tell us to do? He says, come to me. If you are weary and heavy laden, come to me and you'll find rest your souls for my book is easy and my burden is light um and then he says in john 16 he said take heart i have overcome the world and so i just think when we think about okay jesus what are you asking me to do we can realize that he is a loving personal savior that would never ask anything of us until we first come to him and until we first know with him and then we can go and do the good work of jesus and be the hands and feet of him so um, so yeah, Mother Mary with the truth bomb right there in John. Wow, I have never heard it explained that way, but that is absolutely incredible. And I'm like totally going to write that down and, and pray over it. And I feel like I need to go read that story right now because that is just like mind blowing, you know, like I've never heard it explained that way. And I love it. Mm, well, it is, it is one of those things where whenever we lose our way whenever we're confused god where are you god what do you want me to do we can sit we can come and we can say lord i will do whatever you tell me to do Mm. and that's probably gonna start with hey come sit you know i think about mary sitting at the feet of jesus the other mary (laughs) the sister and yeah all these marys very very wise women um but she comes and what does she do what is Jesus telling her to do in that moment? Come and sit at my feet and learn from me, listen to me, and be with me. Um, and so it's a really freeing thing. I, I think especially, you know, and Gabby, I'm sure so many women that listen to this podcast are women who, my guess is they're really busy. Maybe yeah. they are in college. Maybe they have a few babies. Maybe they're married. They're navigating their jobs and finances and all of these things that can feel really, really complicated. Um, and so this is honestly my prayer for this encouragement would be that it's a breath of fresh air to say, oh, Jesus, first and foremost, you just always tell me to come to you and to mm-hmm. sit with you and to just be for a second because we're not what we do. We are uh, who God calls us to be, which is just his child and his daughter. So, um, so yeah, it is, mm-hmm. it is a, it's a pillar of peace for me, this scripture. So John 2, I, I really do encourage everybody to go and read it. That is incredible and just so so inspiring and so true just that we need to go and and cling to the peace of Jesus but even more so be at his feet and learn for him from him and Morgan like in this season where you're transitioning into motherhood your sweet baby is almost a year old and and you're just balancing everything the Lord is calling you to do with such obedience how have you been able to just sit at the Lord's feet and and grow closer to Jesus and just learn from him like what does that look like in your own life for anybody listening how do you practically sit at the feet of Jesus lean into him and hear him yeah it's such a good question and yeah let's just take an honest route with all of this like some days it's really hard you know Gabby oh yeah it's hard and you know I wish I could say in a perfect world it's like I just wake up 
well before my child gets up so that I can have ample time with Jesus and peace and quiet and all of that. And I get my 45 minutes in and I pray and then he starts waking up. So, you know, and, and I wish I had that perfect answer. And honestly, Gabby, some days it's, Lord, I am at my own breaking point. Mm-hmm. I have tried to live out this day in my own strength and I'm exhausted and not just tired because I think even walking with Jesus, we can be so tired, but we can also have peace and be filled at the same time. But you know, Gabby, I'm talking about that. Like, Lord, I feel weary because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be a mom and I'm trying to do all the other things on my plate in my own strength. And, you know, those are the moments I come to him. And mm-hmm. I've had to learn in my twenties, like, God, you're not mad at me for doing that. You're not shaking your head at me, saying, go punish yourself for not, you know, coming to me first. He's so gracious. He's so loving. Um, And so a lot of times I come to him, and in this season, I'll just be like, Lord, I'm exhausted. I need you. And maybe maybe that is like taking a drive. Maybe that is um, five minutes here or there to just open my Bible. Because, again, if the word is living and active, five seconds of something that's active is better than a whole day of nothing that's living and active, which Mm is everything we try to fill our time. And so, um, yeah, and I can share, I think just going back to your question, a scripture just in that of sitting at his feet and knowing that he is delighted in the work that I do now, which is mainly being mom and some other things that God's called me to, but, um, that takes up most of my day. And, I'm thinking about Luke 16, um, or sorry, John um, 16.10, and no, Luke 16.10, so sorry, Um, I was in John for a second, Luke 16.10, it says, um, if you are faithful with little, then you'll be faithful with much, and so for me, I'm learning, like, God delights in me, I am faithful in the little things, Um, and so sometimes, like, that is changing a diaper, sometimes that is holding my baby at 8 a.m., and learning that that too is worship. Mm-hmm. Like I can offer my whole day as worship to him. I can offer when I'm simply playing with Grant and making him laugh. Like that is worship to the Lord um, because it pleases the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And so before, you know, if all of you guys who don't have babies yet are listening, I would just say like take advantage of that time that you have. Um, to be still and to be silent and to sit in that. Um, but then also if you guys are out there and you have babies or maybe you're just in a crazy season, trust that like you can open your Bible in the chaos. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in a quiet room with a perfect candle and the perfect like natural lighting coming through to like meet with Jesus. It can be in the chaos. It can be (laughs) like in the mundane crazy moments of life that you can be with him and then say you don't have your bible with you recall scripture and offer yourselves as a living sacrifice offer yourselves as worship to him as you change diapers as you send a quick text to a friend as you go to the grocery store like bring him into those moments um if that makes sense but gabby i'd love to hear from you too like how are you you're, you're ahead of me. You have three boys, which I just applaud you. Even the fact that you have a podcast, like I honor you because I think that shows your dedication to truth and to getting encouragement out there to people, even when your life is filled to the brim. And so how do you do this as a mom? How do you sit at the feet of Jesus um, 
in your crazy life. You are so sweet, Morgan. And literally everything you said, like, I just think is incredible. Like, going back to every moment is worship um, because it is. And I think that when I first got married, it was really hard for me to understand that every moment is worship. Like you were saying, like, it was really hard for me to wash the dishes with joy. And it was really hard for me to do the laundry. And it was really frustrating for me to do those things, you know, because I was like, this is so pointless. Like, I want to be out doing what all my friends are doing. And I have a really different testimony because Ethan and I got married at like 19 and 20 and it was a crazy season and there was so much going on and I just didn't understand that but when God was able to shift my perspective from like being served to serving others and having a heart to serve those around me is how I really started to learn and I'm still learning how to spend time with him so like every single day like I when I'm changing the kids diapers and when I'm cleaning poop off the wall because my toddler smeared it everywhere or when I'm um, cleaning up the house for the millionth time I really feel like And I pray that everything I do is honoring the Lord because there's an Elizabeth Elliot quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's, um, you love others well by serving them well. And when you are able to take the focus off yourself and onto others, it's honoring to God because God calls us to be servants above all else. He doesn't call us to serve ourselves or love ourselves. He calls us to love him first and then his people. Um, so that's really helped me. And then also it's crazy, but I carry my Bible from room to room with me and I literally always have it with me. And if I have to set it down, I set it down in the rocking chair because I know I'm going to be there a million times a day. And I read the actual Bible, like my heart, my, my copy of the Bible to the boys. So I'll just sit down in the playroom and I'll just start reading it aloud, whether they're listening or not. Um, and I have worship That's music so on good. all the time. That's so good. And I think, too, like, I'm thinking about just how you said you carry your Bible from room to room. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is a tangible thing that you really can do. Like, yeah. if you were going to get coffee with a friend, just bring your Bible. Because you never know when you're going to need it. You are going to the group. Bring your Bible. And, you know, Ephesians in the armor, it talks about all the armor of God and it says that the word is the sword mm. and that is the only fighting uh piece that it talks about in the armor of god everything else is defense but the sword is actually like a fighting like um what am i thinking of like it's a, it's a it's a, a fighting equipment I can't yeah it's like a tool it's like a resource for a us Yes, and it's because, like, it is living and active, mm-hmm. and we actively need the Word in our lives, and so, you know, I think people, Gabby, I don't know if you sense this, and I struggle with this too, but um, in our culture, we want such, like, immediate gratification, Oh yes. and I think because of that, we we don't like doing the hidden stuff. Like we really don't. We're like, well, no one's going to see this. And I'd rather put something out that everyone's going to see right now. But when we submerse ourselves in the word, like we are going to be able to recall that in times of need. And Mm. that's actually going to make the bigger difference than just putting something out there every single day. But what if we did, you know, I think about in Psalms, it says like, you teach me wisdom and the secret heart. There's Mm. this, place that God wants to meet with us at and if we're not opening our Bibles then we're not allowing his living and active love letter and his living and active word to speak to us and then when those moments come where we're like God I need truth we don't have anything to recall um 
And so I just think there is a beauty in day in and day out, like making your Bible your best friend. Because if God is your best friend, hold tight to the physical thing that he has given you to know him in the spirit. And um, so I thank you for sharing that, that you just, something so tangible, like I bring my Bible room to room. Like I think everyone needs to hear that. (laughs) Whatever rooms, and maybe that's a takeaway for me, like, Maybe I'll make a list of, hey, what are the main rooms that I live in? Like, yes, my house, but I also, you know, I go to work, I go to my friend's house, I go to the grocery store. Like, I'm going to make sure my Bible is in those places with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to take that along with me just as much as we're like, where's my purse? Maybe we start <laughs> saying, where's my Bible? <laughs> my Bible. And I so think I love that. I think it's, like, so amazing that, like you were just saying, like, God's word is living and active in us, you know, and when we're reading scripture, he's filling filling us with the whole, well, we're filled with the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus, but as we read scripture, we get to fill our minds with his truth, and then that's just the overflow of our heart, you know, because it's so clear and evident in everything you say, Morgan, that like you are so in love with Jesus and your heart and your words are just the overflow of knowledge of him and, and, and the love of him and just you're just pouring out so much scripture because of how much time you spend with him and how much you love him. And I think even for me, like I'm one of those people that like I will try to bring Jesus into every conversation, like no matter what, like so unapologetically. And I was having a conversation with someone recently because they were asking me about, um, this is somebody in like my real life that I see regularly. It's not someone from online or anything like that, but they were asking me like about how you, um, profess the Lord and they were were challenging what I was saying by basically saying that um they they didn't understand why I wasn't fearful about it and like how you would do it in a way that didn't push people away and obviously I'm not perfect but I feel like what the Lord has shown me is like when we go into the grocery store when we meet up with our neighbors when we meet people who we don't know where they stand with God we don't know how they feel about the Lord um just simply like bringing him into our conversations and like just simply being kind and being a light and showing love in a world that is so cold and so cruel goes such a long way like there's so many people that I randomly meet in the grocery store and like I just bring Jesus into the conversation or ask them how to pray and like 10 out of 10 times I mean there's been a few times where people get offended but most times people are like wow like you really care how I'm doing like you really want to pray for me like and even if they don't believe in the Lord like though it's planting seeds that God is going to be able to grow later and that's not ours to see and like you were saying too like there's a secret place like I feel like there's so much of a lack of um value on having alone time with the lord and our culture is just all about a show um do you ever, do you know who john foreman is he's the the lead singer of safety suit or not safety suit switchfoot yes yes i do okay so he's like one of my husband's favorite artists and have you ever heard the song it's not a show no but you gotta share that because I want to listen it is so good and it just talks about our Christian culture and how everything seems to be a show and and it's like a song about repentance and lamenting and I'm like what you're saying about how we all just want it to be out in the public it really has to start within our hearts like having that peace and and having that connection like it needs to start with us privately before we can share it with anybody else yes no that's so good and you know I think that I just think about a world in which we did make that shift. And, you know, I think God, he's so good. So he uses everything for his good. 
And so even things like social media, you know, obviously there's a lot of hard things that happen on social media and a lot of damaging effects that can come from it. But then we also see how the, the ways that God uses it for good. And so I think that is such like a, a tool that God uses. But I also think, what if we got back to basics? Mm-hmm. What if we lifted our eyes up and we just took a look around? We said, who has God placed in my life? Like, who has God? And I'm, I'm really speaking to myself right now because, for example, we have a grocery store that I can actually walk to. It's like biggest mom hack of all time. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I can to my grocery store. But I just think about, you know, there's a specific girl that I see most days when I go to the grocery store. And what if I started to really see her? What if I started to really invest in her? Mm-hmm. And I think that we miss a sign value in our lives. And that girl holds the highest value to God. And of course, the people who follow us on Instagram hold just as much value. But I do think that Jesus, you know, if we think about Jesus, he could have come. I love thinking about this because we just assume like, oh, yeah, of course, Jesus came 2000 years ago. And of course, he died on a cross and all these things. But Jesus was so sovereign over every aspect of, mm-hmm. his, of his life, his birth, his life his death and his resurrection. And so when we think about his birth, when we think about his life, Jesus could have come to us any way he wanted. So what did he choose to do? Mm-hmm. He didn't choose to zoom in. He didn't choose to create an Instagram account because he could have come in 2022. You know, he mm-hmm. could have. And so he didn't choose to do that. He chose to be God incarnate. He chose to be God with us. And so I think that there is something that we have to pay attention to to say, okay, God, you have designed us to be face to face with one another. You have Mm -hmm. designed us to lay hands on one another and to pray for one another and to listen to one another. And I think that's why a huge part of why 2020 was so hard. We were stripped of that ability to be incarnate, to be with one another. And so now that we have this opportunity to be back with each other, it's like, what would it look like if we really, if we really want to model Jesus, we Mm -hmm. should be together. We should lay hands on each other. We should see that one person in our life that God is putting on our heart and we should pursue them. And so, um, I'm really speaking to myself here too, because it can be hard to get in our little world. It can be hard to, um, you know, stick to what we know and stick to what's comfortable and all of that. But just like you said, Gabby, when we're willing to bring Jesus into every conversation, like the lost people will be found. Mm -hmm. Like the sick people will be healed. The people gripped by shame will be set free. Mm -hmm. Um, And so thank you. I don't know. Thank you for even just sharing that because it makes me want to go out today and like just love on people in the name of Jesus. Well, thank you for sharing too, just about how, that girl in that grocery store, you know, that you can walk to and, and how God like holds her at such a high value. And, and Morgan, I love how you're talking about how we need community because we do, you know, like there's such a need for community, not only just for us to grow in our love for the Lord and us to be able to serve others, but also for others to refine us like iron sharpens iron. And like just as much as we need community to, to serve others, we also need community to help refine us and like call us uh-huh. out and hold us accountable. And I think like, like our culture is so contradictory to God's word and our culture really wants us to be like isolated and to to cancel people and to like pull away but like what you said about just pouring into people is so needed and I think like 
our culture is just missing the mark but like how beautiful it is that we can be people who like actually are pouring into people and as you were saying that I was like wow like who am I missing within my arm's reach that like I need to be pouring into more intentionally Mm, yeah no and it is really sweet because every time I have prayed God show me show me who like show me where like has he ever failed us no Mm. he has always he's like oh okay you know like the the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few so if we just pray that prayer and going back to Nancy God I want to do whatever you tell me to do I want to love on whoever you tell me to love on like of course, those are prayers. There's a lot of prayers where we're like, God, we don't know what you're going to do with this prayer. Lord, I really want a new car. I don't know what you're going to do with that prayer, God. But if I pray, God, show me. I'll, tell me to do whatever you want me to do. Show me whoever you want me to go to. Like, those are prayers we can rest assured. God is not going to delay mm. um, in answering. And so I think, yeah, community and um, loving on people and being loved on I think it is the essence of the Christian walk because that's exactly the way Jesus chose to live and so yeah it is um it's inspiring and it's encouraging and I think that hopefully anybody that's listening is like okay God open the eyes of my heart to love Mm -hmm. like you do to go to places that you want me to go and to be your hands and feet and um yeah it's a it's definitely a prayer worth praying I'm sure you'd agree Oh, 100%. And I just think it's like so beautiful to think about us being the hands and feet of Jesus because one of the greatest things that the Lord calls us to do is a great commission and and to go and make disciples of all nations. And I think a lot of the times when we think about that and when we think about like serving the Lord and and going to talk to people and and trying to be Jesus's hands and feet, like we can get overwhelmed and like paralyzed and feel like, how the heck am I supposed to do that? I'm one person and I have a million things to do. But one thing that um, my pastor told me years ago uh which hopefully will inspire anybody listening as much as it's inspired me is that all we have to do is be obedient and plant the seeds and trust God with the rest because God will soften the hearts of those he softens and hardens the hearts of those he hardens and that is so true I see that in my own life with so many different relationships and all we have to do is continuously show the light of the Lord like going and being the hands of the feet can be just like as simple as like smiling when you feel led or saying hi to somebody or like sending a text to somebody that God's putting on your heart like just this week there is somebody God kept putting on my heart and I was like I can't call this person like I'm gonna seem like such a weirdo and I did and when I called them they were like wow this is from God because I needed someone to pray about this you know so just being obedient in those little things even when we feel like in our heads no like God is so faithful he he harvests all those seeds even when we don't see it you know and that's not our place to need to see it we just need to be obedient to him that's so good and as you were sharing that I thought about um, back in my college days there so I was in a sorority I went to University of Alabama and I really really struggled to walk with Jesus in those years and um, college the complexities of college life and all of that like I just have such a heart for those girls because I, I, I saw firsthand the ways that Jesus was pursuing me, um, in college. And I saw firsthand, like my rebellion against him. And I remember my senior year, I was like, okay, God, like, 
my pledge class, there's just this one girl that is like on my heart and she seems so far from you. And then I started to think, who am I to come to her and to try to like pursue her like Jesus when like she knows all of my sins. She knows all of the ways that I have like run from you for the past three years and it's crazy because it was that same thought of like, how is she going to respond from the looks of it? She has no, no, uh, desire to know Jesus. She has no need in her own heart to want to know Jesus, even though I know she needs Jesus. And so just really prayed for her and walk through that. And I remember one day, of course, the way that Jesus does, he like opened up a moment for a conversation and I just said, Hey, like, how are you doing? Is there any way that I can pray for you? And she looked at me and she got tears in her eyes. And in that moment, I was like, what if she's like, who are you to pray for me? That was not at all her heart. And with tears in her eyes, she said, no one's ever asked me that before. And here we are in the Bible Belt at the University of Alabama, where every most people in my sorority would say they're Christian, but no fruit was being you know, shown by most people, including me for the first three years. And then she looks at me and she says, no one's ever asked me how they could pray for me. And in that moment, I got to lay hands on her and pray for her. And I had, I will say, Gabby, I had nothing profound to say. I had very little Bible knowledge, but the power of laying hands on somebody and asking how to pray for them had such a massive impact on her life where of course she still struggled just like the rest of us. You know, we struggle with our faith. We, we sometimes walk through the mud as we try to navigate what it looks like to rid ourselves of certain habits and sin in our life. But, um, that was a real breaking point for her just because Mm -hmm. somebody asked her, how can I pray for you? And so I think if you're a follower of Jesus, I would say, you know, when it comes to being a light and being bold to the people around you, you know, first Timothy says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. And so he will lead you to those people with a sound mind. He will say, I am showing you who to go love on right now. I am showing you who to pray for. Um, and you need not be afraid because I'm with you. And so I just, as you were sharing, I thought about that girl and I just thought, man, the power of simply saying, can I pray for you instead of having to have all the answers? I think that's the most loving thing um, that you could ever do for somebody is pray for them. Oh, I just love that. And I love how you are obedient, even though like you felt like, oh, what is this girl going to even think of me? You know, I love how you were obedient in it, but also too, like you waited for the Lord to make the opportunity and he like completely made the opportunity which then produced so much fruit and you also said like you're in the bible belt and you were in college and everybody probably would have said that they're a christian but there was so little fruit and i think that's something to like hone in on in our own selves and constantly be praying like god am i like showing your fruits or am i showing like the fruits of selfishness like am i showing your fruits or am i showing the fruits of the world because i think so often it can be so easy and actually i don't know if you've ever heard of the book it's a mom book it's called don't make me count to three no. Okay, you got to give me all the recommendations. <laughs> so, it's um it's amazing and it's helped me so much with parenting 
multiple kids and and just the sibling fights that have already started rising up and uh in the back of the book it talks in it it has like this section where it asks if you're a true christian and it said that i think i think it was like a crazy amount like 70 percent or 80 percent of americans will say that they're christians but really when you look down at it they're not truly living for christ they just like the morals of it you know and i think that that's like a hard question we have to constantly be asking ourselves like am i living for christ or am i actually living for the world you know and like actually displaying fruits because that that's such a difference and what a beautiful thing it is when christ is alive in us and his fruits are just flowing um and they're so evident uh and i think that's like always a heart check that we need to be doing and we can be doing and it's just amazing you know to see how god transforms us because he says he makes a new creation on us and and he really does you know and i hope that's encouraging to anybody listening because no matter what your past is i have a past i know morgan you said you did in college too like like no matter what your past is like god makes a new creation in you and even if you're worried people might judge you or, or whatever because of whatever you've done like god washes that white as snow you know um and it's just it's just incredible to see what he does. Yes. And I'm so glad that you, Gabby, that you brought that up because I am so passionate. You know, so often we are passionate about the ways that we have walked and the things that we have walked through. We are passionate because the Lord uses his word and he uses the power of a testimony. And so, you know, when I say, like, I don't know if there's any college girls listening or any girls from Alabama, but I walked your shoes. I know how difficult it can be to navigate college life and dating and worldliness and even partying and all of that. And I remember being 20 years old and I had already made so many mistakes. I had already gathered such a big bucket of shame that I carried that with me all of the time because what is shame Gabby shame is this is what I've done therefore this is who I am Mm. and what the enemy does is he's like yes and keep coming back and back and back to these memories and come back and back and back with me and I will replay them over and over and over and by the time you come out of that you're like well that is who I am that those mistakes are who I am and I have to carry that and I have to punish myself and I have to try to fix this maybe by moral uh you know behavior modification and then when I inevitably fail I will go back with the enemy again and I will remind myself that that is who I am Mm -hmm. and what Jesus does and for any of you guys if that resonates with you the biggest life changer for me was when I stopped going back to those memories and those moments and those places and those relationships I stopped going back with the enemy and I instead I went back with Jesus Mm. and I said Jesus take my hand take me back with you and show me where you were and show me what is true and what I saw is that Jesus said, this was never who you are. Mm-hmm. You were hurt. You were broken. Maybe you didn't know better. Or maybe you thought that this is who you are. But I want to tell you that you are a child of the Most High King. And Gabby, one of my favorite um Uh, stories in the Bible is an interaction between Jesus and Peter. And as we all know, Jesus or Peter was the disciple that denied Jesus three times. And 
you know, I, I just assume it was just like a really cold night. And as we know, Peter was sitting, you know, standing around a fire, a charcoal fire with different people. They said, oh, aren't you associated with him? Oh, I saw you with, with Jesus. And he was like, I don't know him three different mm-hmm. times. And so then as we know, Jesus dies, he's uh, put on the cross and he's crucified. And in between that time and when Jesus comes back, Peter is just loathing with self-hate he is loathing in shame he is drowning in regret and so what does he do he goes back to a place in his past but he doesn't go with jesus he goes with the enemy he goes fishing he's like i'm so upset i'm gonna go fishing and so he returns to who he was before jesus Mm -hmm. and then jesus shows up on the beach on the shore and what does he do he recreates that charcoal fire He's like, come and have breakfast with me, and we're going to have a little chat. And then what does he do? For every time that Peter denied Jesus, he Jesus redeemed it with a question, do you love me? So Jesus gave Peter that opportunity to go back to that painful memory, not with the enemy, but with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? go and make disciples go and be freed Mm -hmm. and so i just think about that is how jesus works with our past he doesn't expect us to carry it he's like go back with me and then let's walk forward from there after you see that you're freed you're forgiven and you're redeemed Mm -hmm. um and so i know there's just a lot of girls that are carrying that past shame that hurt maybe you're just living right there in the middle of it right now but I just pray that maybe this would be the encouragement of like let me give that memory a new try Mm -hmm. let me try to go back but with somebody else um and let me see what the creator what the savior of the world has to say about it and I bet you Gabby it would be a whole different story if someone was willing to take that step like I did years ago and that's what changed everything for me Mm, that is so good and and I just love how you bring up that story because every time I hear that story of Peter I just think about how God changed him from being a fisher man to a fisher of men and how he does that with Mm -hmm. ourselves like you just said and everything you share Morgan is just so good and so truth-filled and just so inspiring and I'm just like processing it all but how you said like if anyone can take that step like you did and I know I did in in so many different times you know there's so many different times even now where I stumble like and I fall and I'm like gosh like what the heck am I doing I am not you know where I need to be and and how many times does Jesus say to us in our own ways do you love me do you love me and how many times does he call us back you know it's he forgives us every single day and no that doesn't give us a a pass to live in sin but it gives us grace to understand that we mess up and he meets us where we are and and like you said to anybody listening that needs to take those steps that needs to let go of that shame that that fear whatever the the enemy is holding on your shoulders like like Morgan said let it go like go to Jesus and and tell him you love him and and let go of what's holding you down it's really powerful and you know we we overuse the word love all of the time and like yeah there's no guilty child like I love pizza oh my gosh I love going to vacation oh I love this show like Harry and Megan I don't know if you've been watching it but I was like I love this it's so good um but we say love so much but when we think about the root of love like it involves sacrifice like Mm -hmm. there is no greater love than this that one would lay down his life for his friends Mm -hmm. and so you know we get to come to Jesus and we get to know that Jesus loves us he has proven not that God the God of the universe had to prove his love to us he did not but 
because he's God, because he is good, and then some, he literally proved his love for us. And so we can trust that he loves us. And so how do we show Jesus that we love him? It's, we don't earn salvation by what we do, but like the scripture says, like you will know, people will know you by your fruit, by Mm. what the way that you live. And so I just think that we get this opportunity to come to Jesus who has shown his love for us. And then we get to say, okay, God, send me out, out of my love for you and out of your love for me. Send me out to make disciples. Send me out to be your hands and feet. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that, Jesus, again, like he doesn't ask us to do anything apart from him and without his spirit. And he doesn't ask us to pour out without being filled by him. Um, And so we get this opportunity of like out of love, um, let us go and make a difference in this world and make way in this world in the name of Jesus. And it's just a really, you know, when I think about it, Gabby, it's just a really beautiful design. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that God doesn't just ask me to go be a robot and to go complete all these tasks for him and to have no relationship with him. And it's like, no, it's, it's only going to come from a desire out of the relationship with me. And, um, only a very loving creator could have, um, come up with that design so I'm so grateful me too that's like the best best feeling ever and, and the best thing ever to know like he doesn't do he doesn't call us to do anything apart from him you know he's the vine and we're the branches and we we got to cling on to him and Morgan like everything you say is just so truth-filled so flowing from scripture your voice is just filled with sweetness and and love for the Jesus for for the Jesus for Jesus um <laughs> the Jesus um but I just want to thank you so much I could I can honestly talk to you forever um but I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us on today's episode and I wanted to know like where the followers or where my listeners can follow you online because you have been sharing such incredible posts with such intention and your heart for the Lord is just so evident um I cannot recommend following you online more so where can all the listeners today and everyone who listens to this podcast go and find you and connect with you and learn from you and just hear your amazing uh relationship with the lord more Gabby, that is so sweet. Oh, my goodness. Um, Thank you for saying that. And, you know, it's just sweet. I think back to when we met. It was years ago. And um, last time I saw you, we were eating fried chicken together. (laughs) um, So I I just think about the faithfulness of the Lord and just um, his intentionality with who he brings in our path. And so I'm really grateful. And just... I want you to know I am cheering you on. And like I said, I know that your life has so many moving components. Mm-hmm. And for you to prioritize a space where truth, encouragement, life, the word of God to be put out um, and put into the hands of girls who desperately need truth in this generation. Like, I just want to thank you from, for me being one of them. Um, I want to thank you for what you do and how you prioritize that. And I just pray that the Lord blesses you and just only ways that he can but um yeah so I mainly love to share things on Instagram so you can find me um I don't even know my handle I think it's Morgan W Kruger um and so people can find me on Instagram and yeah I just I love to share encouragements again I'm so passionate about just all the complexities of what um 
you know, the 20 something girl is walking through with, with relationships, dating, college, um, you know, plans of what's coming next, depending on God, loving his word. I'm so passionate just about, um, showing girls that they are loved and that they are a child of the King. So you can follow me there. Honey, I just want to thank you so much for hanging out on today's podcast episode and listening. If this inspired you, go ahead, text it to a friend, share it on your social media, and tag me and Morgan. Also, make sure that you leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Can't wait to hang out with you on next week's episode. Until then, remember to live inspired.